yeah, no, I am a I am a college football fan. There's no doubt about it. I, I mean, obviously, pro, they're pros. They're amazing athletes. They're incredible. I've, but what I like about college is, you know, they're young. There's a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, you can see systems go up against other systems. Every team kind of looks right. the same in the NFL. You, know, you can see, yeah. we're going to run the wishbone, but, hey, we're going to do the power eye. Well, power eye is done by very few teams now. But the whole you know, like, there's no fullbacks in I the know. NFL. I know. Like, literally, literally. It's like I think one team has a fucking fullback. Yeah, yeah, which is, you think about that. And when I was a kid growing up, man, you ran the power eye. NFL teams ran a lot of the power eye. Maybe split backfield, you know, but it was like very, I mean, you know, very, ba- like the whole pistol thing and like jet sweep thing, that just wasn't really a thing back then. You didn't see it. You know, the, kind of the dual threat quarterback is a little more of a thing now. You oh, can yeah. run and pass as opposed to like, I'm going to take seven steps. And you can tell the, the, league, the league is still kind of like kicking and screaming their way. <clears throat> they still kind of look down on the mobile quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Like well, Lamar Jackson, they wanted him to switch to wide receiver. Do you realize, I mean, he's on my fantasy team, and it wouldn't be a podcast without me bragging about my fantasy team, that is 10-2 going into our last week of the season. Then the playoffs start. My fantasy prowess in 16 years, one fantasy victory for Adam Crocious. And I consider myself a very knowledgeable sports fan, an informed sports fan. Uh, bad teams, a lot of bad luck, a lot of first-round picks getting hurt. The year Brady blew his knee, I had him. I had him, too. You know, I, I had Peterson when Peterson blew his knee like three or four years ago. See, but the reason you know, I, I had dra- him the year he was suspended, Peterson, you know. The reason I drafted Tom Brady when he blew his knee out was because uh, I had him the year before when he threw 50 touchdowns and he had Randy Moss. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I drafted him, too, in the first round. I was like, my God, he's going to have a great year again. First quarter of the first game, he I, I, gets maybe, his knee blown. Maybe the first play. play. It was like, oh, see, they won 11 games that year and didn't go to the playoffs. That was the Matt Castle year. Yeah, and Matt Castle made like another probably seven- to eight-year NFL career. He was one of the garbage quarterbacks the Vikings had. Yeah, like, he, the, the Chiefs the whole, gave like, him $45 million well, or yeah, something I, I like mean, that. I know he made a bunch of money somewhere, and it was just all ridiculous. He basically... I mean, he made it out of that uh, out of that year. He made a career for another six or seven. Good for him, though. You know what I mean? Make a little more money. So, I think so you a, break a leg. So what? I think that's a testament to Belichick. Oh, of course. Of course. He knows what he's doing and how to prepare. And Okay, here's what we have and here's what we can do. I will say this this Patriot team this year, to me, is reminds me a lot of the 0-1 team. In yeah, the we sen- were saying that on last week about exactly. like how fucking it's like more defensive than offensive it's defensive and special teams defense and special teams like they've blocked a bunch of kicks and on paper it's not that great of a team oh no really they're really not they're not but but they know like okay here's a relative strength that we have i'm telling you belichick bobby knight mike shashevsky popovich they all have that military intelligence there's that weird level of like tough you're you're mentally tough but i mean like a different level of it's what Shaq said when here Sha- here we go talking about the early 90s with florida and yeah, florida yeah. state got yeah. a spurrier fucking bobby bowden game oh i remember that yeah i remember that game and they were just two shit kickers too 
Oh, oh those two, oh, two coaches? Spurrier and Bowden. I just know. Like, <laughs> can you imagine the grammatical errors being thrown around? <laughs> but also just like, but but making it known that they're they're in control. You know what I mean? Also like having a dominant presence on what was going on, you know? I actually like Steve Spurrier as a coach. I think he's a pretty good coach. I mean, he did some oh, things. Oh, yeah, he, he coached the Redskins for like for, a year, well, didn't Dan he? Dan Snyder threw a bunch of money at him, and they he realized Deion that. Sanders? I, I, can't, I think they might have made the playoffs, but he was still a bad coach. Uh, well, and it, it was, dude, that organization's a disaster. Dan Snyder is a disaster. Oh, 100%. As long as he owns it, it's great that they suck. you got to understand, when I was growing up, the Redskins, were a feared team my teenage into my early 20s for a good 10 to 12 years they were one of the best teams in the nfl and they stink now and they've stunk for a while and it's satisfying it, it, they've gone the reverse of the packers because the packers from you know for me the first 25 years of my life were terrible we're an awful football i only team. know them being good yeah exactly and i knew them being an embarrassment to the nfl so them being good this long is really annoying to me see that they why were an embarrassing I and mean, the vikings owned them when i was a kid was, owned them was there like the big Packer? Was it like even a big rivalry back then, or was it just like you mean Packer Viking or, or no, Packer Bears? Packers or? Bears. Well, you know, it was definitely a rivalry game, no doubt about it. Absolutely, they used to play the first game of the season every year. That was a tradition for into the eighties. I mean, I think it was like for sixty years that went on in the league. I think they would open up either in, in you know in Green Bay or in Chicago. You know, I think was, you can count on your hands the number of times during a, a Packers Bear game where <laughs> both teams are are playoff bound it's yeah it's rare they never meet they're never good at the same time yeah (laughs) their one is always bad like right now the packers are off their ass last year the bears went 12 and 4 the packers went what seven and nine or something like that every time yeah the only time it happened was when they played each other in the nfc title game in 2010 at least in my lifetime uh that's true. You're right. You're right, actually. That's, that's a good point. Uh, I will say in the 60s, because the, the Bears won a championship in 63. It was their last one, second to last one. Their last one uh, until 85. And, and that's that's when that was in the middle of the uh, the pack being great. The pack had gone to three straight uh, championship games from the West because they were both in the West. Then in 63, the Bears won it all. They beat the Giants. But then the pack, and, and, the, and in 64, the Browns won with Jim Brown. And the pack won in 65, 66, and 67. So they won 61, 62, 65. Did you see Terrell Pryor got stabbed? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. By his ex-girlfriend? He fucking got Steve McNair. Oh, he got stabbed by... Ooh, that, that, yeah. That's... Steve McNair got killed, though. Yeah, he got flat out uh, shot, shot in the face, on, I think. He yeah. was sleeping on a couch. Taking a nap. He was sleeping on a couch, yeah. God. That, that, that's, that's pretty rough. You yeah, know? women be shooting, Crocious. Well, the, you know, people want... Well, yeah, but I, I'm going off on my tangent about... Uh, <laughs> About the Bears and pa- teams who I really don't like. Frankly, I prefer the Bears, of course. I was going to say, I- I've noticed you always have some sort of nickname. Like last night, we were at a bar and you were like, I'm going to watch Bucky and the fucking, uh, <laughs> what did you call them? The, the what Goofers? Did, the Goofers, of, yeah. Instead of the Gophers. And then you call them the Queens instead of the Vikings. The Vikings. <laughs> and then you have like you every team, but you respect the Bears. <laughs> you don't have some, so you just call them the Bears, baby. Because, you know, I, I, you know what it is? It's me living in the city and being and, and you, loving the city. You love Walter Payton, dude. Uh, no, Everybody like, loves as, him. As you know, as you know. A weeping seven-year-old Adam Crocious. Yes. Uh, wept and, when and my boy Walter ran hate, for 275, which was a single game record until Jamal Lewis ran for like 276 in yeah. 2000 or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, it, it lasted think, for like f- like 23 or 24. Well, and then years. didn't Peterson run for three in a game? Yeah, P- Peterson has the highest ever. He had a 317 game in, in, in his. Uh, I think it was his rookie year. 
<laughs> I mean, he, he ran, that, that's how good of an athlete Adrian Peterson was to come into the end. It's so rare in the NFL to be that great, you know, and they just come in and immediately dominate. It just doesn't happen. You know, the defensive coverage in college football is fucking abysmal. Well, they, they, they want the gaps and is just fucking crazy. Like, I don't understand how it's that much of a athletic difference from like pros to college. Do you want you, know, you want to they do like, that? It, look how it, look how open that guy was. That but, would not happen in the NFL. But but here's the thing. You see, here's the reason why. Here's the explanation. Because the best athletes are going to play wide receiver. The defensive backs are basically converted wide receivers. They weren't good enough to become wide receivers. So that's what they so, play so, now. So their defense isn't, frankly, isn't that good. And they, they probably coach them up to say, just give them a big cushion. Don't let yards after the catch. Don't let yards after the catch happen. If he gains 12 yards or 15 yards, that's fine. Don't have him gain 60 because he's just a better athlete than you. Right. So that's actually part of, that's what Wisconsin does. They play relatively – they can play tight man-to-man, and they play tight man-to-man – the Goofers have two very good wide receivers who are both going to be in the NFL. In fact, the second play of the game, Minnesota scored a 51-yard touchdown pass to one of the guys. This guy, I mean, they're, they're See, very Florida's good. Florida's got the fucking idea here. They yeah. just rotated quarterbacks. They had a black dude playing, and now they bring they bring an old fucking <laughs> Gomer Pyle here to fucking <laughs> sling the ball. I, li- <laughs> I like you taking that philosophy. You know, I'm not even saying like, have a white one and a black one. No, I'm I, saying no, like no, I mean, you need I, to be – if you had two really – Imagine if an NFL team was like, "We're gonna have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and I'm gonna play just whatever one is. I'm gonna I'm gonna rotate him in when my when this one's tired. If he looks like he got a little hit pointer, we're gonna bring in fucking McGillicuddy, and he's gonna throw." <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> bring him, name. bring him Mac. But no, here's the thing about it, and what you're saying is uh, no NFL. They are such cement heads in the NFL as coaches that that, that See, would like their their but, head would blow up to do that. The Cowboys tried to do that in the early 70s. We had Roger Staubach and Craig Morton. And Craig Morton actually played in the 77 Super Bowl against yep. the Cowboys. Isn't, but, that, who, isn't that where they didn't score a touchdown or something? No, that was, was Dolphins. Uh, you know, that, that was the year, well, the year that in 71, Roger Staubach started that game. And, and that was when Roger Staubach truly took over the Cowboys and became the starting quarterback. Because he, had, he would rotate on different series. He'd put in Morton. Or he'd put in Stallback because he didn't know who he wanted. Like he couldn't make a decision because they each had their own strengths, and it just divided the team. Like the team was not very unified. But they, I think they still went to a. That was like in, I think it was like in '70. I think they still went to a Super Bowl that year, in '70. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was. Yeah, they they did. Yeah, no, they did go to the. In Wasn't se- Johnny Morton the quarterback of the Broncos when they went? Well, not Johnny Morton, but uh, Craig Morton. Craig, Craig Morton. Morton. Oh yeah, when they went in '77, which was the very first football season that I remember as a kid. Was when the, the Broncos went to the Super Bowl. Yes, they are, that must has to be. T- Pound for pound, one of the worst Super Bowls of all time. Oh, I remember, I remember watching. That, that's the first one that I freaking remember. Like, remember like, details of. And if you watch highlights of it now, like I love it when we get to the end of the season and they and they go into the NFL films will go into like all of like the Super Bowls and, and like you know the the nineteen eighty Super Bowl, Super Bowl fifteen, you know Raiders Eagles and all the coverage of that and and that game when you watch it, the Broncos turn the ball over eight times. They turn it over eight times. And they all, they well, had, that was their defense, right? The Orange Crush. Orange Crush. They had a very good defense. And they, they I think they had 100 and, uh, 
the Minnesota Vikings have the lowest offensive output for a Super Bowl ever at 119 yards. And I think the Broncos had like 138 that game. But they had a 77-yard kickoff return by Rick Upchurch that gave them position to score a touchdown. But they lost 27-10. And, I mean, the Cowboys were a dominant football team. Ditka was, Ditka was a special teams coach. No shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that that's that's where he, you know, that's where he, I mean, he's a Tom Landry guy. Landry to him is like, oh yeah, like he totally respects Landry. But but that's the reason why they won't go to dual quarterbacks because they will literally go back to remember when Landry did that. They'll find something. Yeah, it's nineteen seventy it for crying out loud. You know, guys were putting you know stakes on black eyes. Well, that's you know, this what... is not these were not. They were good athletes. Listen, I wouldn't want to get into a fight with one of them, okay? But they weren't the guys they have now. Well, that's what I... Lamar Jackson's great. Oh, he's amazing. Point is, he's on my fantasy team, and he's fucking amazing. I feel know? like the whole idea of the quarterback being the most difficult position in the game, I feel like that was something that was created by football analysts. Like, <laughs> when I, even growing up, the quarterback position, like... Oh, here's some razzle-dazzle. Ooh, they sniffed it out though. Oh, ooh, that could be a horse. Car. When I was growing up, yeah, we acknowledged that the Bears didn't have like a Brett Favre or a Troy Aikman. Yeah, but it wasn't a big deal. Like I remember, the Bears' quarterback was never a big point of controversy until Rick Meyer. <laughs> he was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> he was terrible, and they traded a first round pick for him. All you know, you know when it became a thing is when Cade McNown busted. Yeah. Then it be all of a sudden it became like the Bears have never had a good like I remember even but they like, really haven't. Oh, they've never had. But I'm but what you I'm know? saying is is the talking point of it was never a thing when I was a kid. Like I never remember being like, oh, if the Bears could just have a great quarterback. I know That's it's all weird because they would win by they win by defense and running it some, you know, and like because it just they, wasn't. And then I feel like when Tom when Tom solid. Brady and Peyton Manning came around, the league decided that we are going to be a quarterback driven league. Well, it's these always are been our that two, way. I mean, these it, are our two know. money players right now. So because when I was a kid. At least for me, it was all about Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, Ricky Waters. Like the running backs ruled the roost. They were the coolest did, players. Did you? Interesting. Did, so who were the? Yeah, who was the dominant quarter? Well, if Favre Steve was Steve Young, Steve Young, Favre, Aikman. Dom, Aikman was a dominant quarterback of that era. You but know. it was far ran the nineties. Yeah, he pretty much did. He actually. was a man yeah. alone, and you then know. Peyton Manning came, and then. Uh, Eli Manning and then Tom Brady. Because it was I the end he, of Marino. Marino was getting old. Yeah. Marino and then, was old then. I think you had this influx of great quarterbacks that... Kelly. Kelly was kind of... Uh, you know. He was he was on a great team. I think the Levy was a great coach. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. From Chicago. You know, um, Marv Levy went to Harvard. But went, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning made the quarterback the quote-unquote most important position. Well, it always they, had that reputation, they, of course. And the NFL has it. Like, I even... When I've said about Mitch, like... And I'm I'm not even gonna I'm just saying the Patrick Mahomes thing like, I remember when quarterback rating was the shit stat because Tom Brady had a high quarterback rating so that was a this is the marker, if you have a quarterback rating in the yeah. hundreds you're the shit, yeah. and that was always the downplay on Jay Cutler he had a bad quarterback rating everybody used to say bad quarterback rating now that Patrick Mahomes throws for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns a year that's the marker I literally this is the truth, the quarterback rating and I think I've brought it here before you know. I have a master's degree from the University of Chicago. I, I work in finance. I work with numbers. I've taken regression analysis classes. I have 
no idea how they calculate it's the, the quarterback average rating. of interceptions I literally, and touchdowns. <laughs> I literally, I, I, I literally, I, I don't. I thought it was a, some sort of function of like the number of attempts and completions on your yards per attempt tied into your touchdowns with a and with I a, love how with a, a denominator of interceptions. I, I didn't. It seemed like it was like eighteen variables going on at once. I, I still don't understand how it's done. No, yeah, I don't know the. Actual I haven't really formula. taken the time. I, I mean, maybe I should take the time on Wikipedia that, but I literally have no idea how I mean, it's calculated. I could probably do it right now. But anyway, I, I don't want to go off on that. But, but we were, and uh, then now it's it's yards. It's all about yards per attempt yeah. and yards for the season. It's throwing the ball downfield, making yeah. big plays happen, and it's just. You know? The standard of play is dictated by the best player in the league at that position, and yeah. I, I don't quite think that's fair to say, like, this is the best dude doing it right now. All of you need to be doing that. Like, that's what that's an, uh, that's why these players are putting fucking gun barrels in their fucking <laughs> mouths because not only do they have CTE, but, like, now I have to throw for 5,000 yards a year? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, it's – it is different. Than like there are younger. quarterbacks. There are most of the league threw for over th- three thousand yards last year. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, three thousand. I th- remember that's when three thousand was like a Pro Bowl year. Oh, absolutely. And th- then that now was a all of a sudden, and Peyton Manning really ruined that because Peyton Manning threw for four thousand yards like yeah. almost every year. Well, when Marino did it, it was literally like, it was, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, he. Th- I think he threw forty-eight touchdown passes and for five thousand yards. Because you know? I remember when four thousand yards was still oh, the shit, but absolutely. it was like, but it was like, well, Peyton Manning does it every year. And yeah. then Drew Brees hit five, Manning hit five, Brady yeah. hit five. Favre had it, obviously. Favre hit 5,000. Yeah. And then Mahomes hit 5,000. So now 5,000 is the standard. Yeah. Like, yeah, it exactly. just keeps going up and up. I just don't think it's fair to be like, here's the LeBron James of the sport. You have to play as good as them. <laughs> it's yeah, just not possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, the sort of the standard of it. You know, you're right, though. The Bears were always downplayed. It's because they always had a shitty quarterback. Kyle Orton. I detested Kyle Orton. Oh, so did I. I. People liked him. I detested Kyle Orton because he fucking dethroned my boy Rex Grossman, who I was a big fan of. You were a Grossman fan? I remember really, really thinking that was a good scoop. when I, I was in Bloomington, Indiana when they drafted him. And he's from there, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a legend out there. Yeah. The rumor is that he played his senior, ch- he played his state championship game tripping balls on acid <laughs> dude i love i'm sorry i'm gonna say this and i'm not we're not gonna go into doc ellis but it's like you know i love the the athlete who parties i think it's just hilarious and dominates yeah and it's still like a good like a good player you know what i mean like it's obviously you have some weird like the only player who oh, couldn't uh, do it was marianovich or marinovich <laughs> marinovich well yeah he i think he had like he's a big junkie for a oh, long time he's still time, i think to this day Ooh. is like has a problem well i mean I think he had a pretty messed up life. Well, his, you know, his dad was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he was a maniac. He's an absolute maniac. Uh, He's cr- the biggest bust in NFL history, right? M- Marinovich. Yeah, I like, don't know. He I mean, was supposed lot. to be. Ryan Leaf is up there too. Man. Yeah, you know. Everyone says Tony Mandrich. Tony Mandrich played eight years in the NFL. Yeah, after he, he got wasn't up Roy, dominant. Didn't he, uh, didn't he have a decent career? Well, he actually he ended up being a guard. He was supposed to be this great left tackle, you know. But he they they changed the roid laws the year he came in, and he lost like thirty five pounds of muscle. So he went from three fifteen to two eighty. It's like no. Nope. Todd Marinovich is currently living in Orange County and has an online art gallery. Yeah, he's a big painter. Featuring original works of Impressionist-style paintings, drawings, and sculptures. Um, Follows USC. Uh, I think the last time he got arrested was 07 for possession of drugs. They missed it. 
Oh seven. Yeah. Well, good friend. They actually cleaned it up mm-hmm. then. <laughs> But I mean, it took you a little while. Marianovich began working several part-time jobs, including scraping barnacles off boats, leading weekly group meetings at a rehab center, and painting murals in residential homes. Yeah. And as a private quarterback coach, that's where he's making his money. He probably has a little. Because his bit dad of, had a formula, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But he was the Raiders took him, and, he, and you know he was being destined for the NFL, and he just he wasn't groomed well enough. He had a good game against Notre Dame. Notre Dame still beat USC, but he had a good game when Notre Dame was great, when Notre Dame was a very good team. And it was like he took that as like his sign that, yeah, he was ready to get into the league. He got into the league way too early. He needed to play like two more years in college and just right. mature. Uh, that would have helped him. But I think, you know, he wasn't raised that way. It was like, no, you're a great stud athlete, you know. He was a great basketball player, I guess. I guess he started on varsity when he was a freshman. You know, I feel like, <laughs> like at some like yeah. jock California school, that's like great athletes. That's you know always I mean? kind of the way it goes. Like all these stud athletes, they fucking dominate basketball. And then like they blow their ACL out. And then someone's like, well, you could play this with a fucked up knee. <laughs> well, he played he played all sports. I think he played football, baseball. And basketball. Ooh, what's the on the prime ones. game right here, baby? This is going to be I think this is the big college football week. So this is what's it's dominating just, TV right now. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's oh, it's great, and it is weird how it almost seems like it's fixed when you're like, God, it just so happened that the Minnesota Golden Gophers were good the year that the final game was between Wisconsin and the division. Like yeah. usually that game wouldn't matter. Oh yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But it's like it, it just so happened that the Wisconsin was good enough, and was uh, Minnesota was on a pace to like where this wouldn't even be relevant. They were going to run away with the division, and then they lost a just at the right time yeah. to where the last game of the season was yep. for the division. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it worked out well. I mean, Bucky did you know, Bucky gathered themselves after getting smoked by Ohio State, but I knew they were going to lose. That Illinois loss was a, was not good. And, and they just turned the ball over. This Utah team's good actually, by the way. Utah's had a chance of being in the in the in the, in the, in the playoff. They're really good. Um but um yeah, the with Utes. Wisconsin, I mean, they gathered themselves and just played a very focused, good, disciplined football game today, which, you know, to be honest, they hadn't done in a while. They were getting through on their athletic ability, which I find annoying because they actually have a lot of talent, but they adhere so rigidly to their system, they suppress quarterback play, you know, but they actually opened it up a little bit for them today. So I give them some credit for actually trying to do that. I know? will forever despise the Colorado Buffaloes yeah. because they took Gary Barnett from fucking Northwestern. We would have been a fucking powerhouse if he would have stayed on the team. I don't know if it would have been a powerhouse. But they would have been good for... Yeah, sustained amount of time. It would have drawn players. Well, Colorado was still a named program back then. That's where he came from. Yeah, it was his dream job or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I think he was also... I think think the NCAA might have been on his heels a little bit too at Northwestern. Really? I think they might have been on his heels a little bit. So, yeah, but but, uh, but Colorado used to be great, man. Cordell Stewart. Well, and they, yeah, I was at I, I went to a Wisconsin Colorado game in 1994 in uh, in uh, Colorado. That was that was a that, that Colorado just and Wisconsin was coming off the Rose Bowl win, and, and Wisconsin lost 55 to 17. They just got housed by Colorado. Like Colorado was great. Michael Westbrook was a wide receiver. The oh yeah, guy from him. Rashawn Salam, the now deceased Rashawn Salam was on that oh, team. He died, didn't he? They, they, they had Cordell Stewart on former that team. Former Bear Rashawn Salam. Uh, they also former had, Bear and Chicago Extreme member of the XFL. Wow, wow. God, <clears throat> yeah, that was bad coverage. But no, it, it is. Uh, 
uh, but, but yeah, I was just going to say they also had Ted Johnson, who was a linebacker who played for the uh, Patriots uh, you know, on, on their Super Bowl team. They also that sounds like a name. Where like they also had Ted Johnson, who was my neighbor, <laughs> makes a good bratwurst. Yeah, he was also who else? They had they had oh uh, Ray Carruth was on that team. Isn't he dead too? No, no, he's the guy who shot his his pregnant okay, girlfriend. Yeah, and, and he's was a murderer. The, yeah, yeah, I, I think he yeah. Or attempted murder. I don't know. Maybe no. He, she's dead, baby. Whoa. I think the kids survived, but the, but oh man, that that's crazy. I might add, that's crazy. Yeah. So Ray Kruth, but Ray Kruth was an NFL football player. They had a lot of talent on that team, and they dominated Wisconsin. They kicked Wisconsin's ass back to back years. So I never liked them. It's weird seeing them be a bad team. You know what it was? McCartney was the coach there, and he recruited South Central. Big time. He got released Big from prison time. in 2018. Who did? Caruth. Caruth. Conspiracy wow. to commit first degree murder, shooting into an occupied vehicle, using an instrument to kill an unborn child. Oh, so I think he might have killed the kid. Oh, and then, then they attach on the abortion language to it. Let me you know? dig into this. Yeah, so he was in prison for, I think, 20 years. That's a while. That's a while. But he played for that Colorado team, too, I believe. Colorado was good. They were very good, and, and I did not like them. You know, I have more respect for them now, uh, now that I know what the coach had to put up with. Because I guess like the team, like a lot. Of, I mean, the players, you know, again, ca- you know, came from the hood because McCarty would recruit, recruit the hood, and he was born again, and he was able to connect with their mothers. You know. Okay. No, she did die. I think. I think the kid either the kid might have died too. <clears throat> yeah. So he. Uh, but anyway. Um, they were a great team, and McCartney would go down to South, to South well, now it's South LA, not South Central. It's been rebranded. Yeah, they don't like South Central. Yeah, yeah, you don't say that. That's like a racist term. Well, and know? I guess it's geographically not even correct. Yeah, yeah, it's just South Like LA. South Central is like, it's like a street or something like that. Like yeah. it's it's like a it's like a it's like a part of South LA. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. But but it was uh, you know he he recruited there and he recruited like gang members supposedly so the cops just completely had it in for the Colorado football players in Boulder because you're in Lily White America man oh yeah I mean, that is Lily White I mean, America you know the so, name I mean, was, sounds so for having the word color in it Colorado sounds so white I know <laughs> I mean th- there's obviously some people of color there because there's a large Mexican population. You know, but it, it it seems like you're gonna go to Boulder. It's this is very what the white. fuck I'm talking about when they. This is my favorite thing, dude. Like the replays of the high school championship games. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> some just pissed off California football coach. Saint John Bosco versus Mater D. Oof, from yeah. November 2018. I'm sure these are like great teams. I'm sure these guys. Oh, dude! You know how many sexual assaults these young men have committed? So God. many in high school. God, look how nice that equipment is. Oh, absolutely. The For football a high uniforms team? in my high school were trash. They were huge. <laughs> what, what, what high school did you go to again? Bloom Trail. So who was it's in, in your Chicago conference? Heights? Yeah, who was? Let me see. Like who? Who, dude, who were my, the good my teams? My high school is right now preseason favorites to win the state basketball championship. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Let me see. Let me pull it up. Bloom Township. There, uh, I mean, God, I, I was not a good athlete, man. I couldn't play sports that well. 
I just was not, I was not fast. Did you try? Like, were you even, like, were you just so self where you're like, this isn't for me? No, I actually tried a little bit. I tried it for basketball twice in the seventh and ninth grade and got cut both times. And that was depressing to me. It was a little bit of, I didn't realize what a, what a blow it was. It was a hard was. pill to swallow. Because, you know, I, I played organized, um, I played like organized basketball for five years, you know, uh, from the fifth grade to the ninth grade. So fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, I played organized basketball. And I'd gone to a basketball camp in that time, too, and I became a better player, but I wasn't good enough. And, and, and I, I hadn't hit my growth spurt yet. I was way, I was undersized still and kind of scrawny. So you know? my... <coughs> Ooh, I didn't have a frog in my throat. Yeah. My high school plays in the IHSA, and the conference is the Southland Athletic Conference. Let me see who else is in this bitch. Yeah, man. it's like Homewood Flossmore down there or something. Or oh, like, yeah, HF, TF South, Thornton Fractional, North oh, and yeah. South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the Actually, big HF, we would play on uh, on Homecoming. Homewood Flossmore? It was like, yeah. Antoine Randall L. played for HF. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was, obviously, he was great. I mean, the so, yeah, those are like the, the South Side Chicago big public schools, right? Whereas, like, because you think of the south, like south suburbs, there's some well, rough there's, suburbs. Uh, Did you ever play like Harvey? <laughs> no, that's like a Harvey's, different conference. Yeah, <laughs> Harvey, Illinois, might be the most corrupt place on earth. It, it, it it's rivals, not a thriving like, area. It, it, it rivals like like third world countries or something. It's like crazy, man. I had to do some work down laughing, like it's a good thing or something. No, it's just like. It is just rough around the edges. The mayor like runs a couple strip clubs. Like it is beyond mobbed up. You know, like there are some areas where when that happens, it just rot rots an entire area. Like you got to, I mean, you know, it's, it's just dude. Depressing. Some of the conference names for the fucking for the <laughs> IHSA are wild. The Black Diamond Conference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find mine. The Black Diamond. Well, are they skiers also or something? Dude, the Chicago I mean, Public School Conference is massive. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, go to the S's. I'm well, whatever. Know. There's, I mean, there's 10 million people in the uh, metropolitan area. You know, that's a large area. You know. But anyway, I. <laughs> so I was watching Bucky today. Oh, and shit. I'm, pleasantly surprised by what's happened because I expected them to lose because they had not been playing very well and they really showed up I and mean, they, they were getting housed early and I was like I was oh it's so predictable and I was jumping down their throat right out of the game I was just pissed about about Chris but they uh after the first offensive series by the Gophers their defense totally showed up they sacked their quarterback a bunch you know like they really they out athleted them uh, in the front seven right you know you could tell like they were really they were just the, it's where the recruiting showed yeah yeah absolutely and, and the kind of what they're trying to do and they basically their defense was two d linemen four linebackers and five defensive backs you know uh and their linebackers are very active they're they're very good linebackers you know so in my conference is Crete, Kankakee, Olympia Fields, Park Forest, and Richmond Park, but we oh, play yeah. people from other countries. Olympia like, Fields is where uh, Southwest Kendall Suburban Gill has Flossmore. That's HF, Homewood yep. Flossmore. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Way, Central and West, Orland Park, Palos Hills, Tinley Park. Yeah. And then Thornton Fractional. Where does TF South play? That that's like yeah those those are like the Southwest suburbs that have money, right? They have some yeah. money down there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. 
that was an interesting sort of tr- the trail of money in Chicago, like where like the initial money, I think, really went more north side. Probably. Well, here's kind of the money. The South Suburban is the money because you have Blue Island, which isn't necessarily money. No. But, uh, Burbank, Cal City, Country Club Hills, Evergreen Park, Lansing, yeah. uh, Lamont, Midlothian, Oak Forest, Oak Lawn, Palos Heights. Palos yeah. Heights has money. Yeah. Uh, Tinley Park is pretty money. Tinley, yeah, uh, Tinley Park, absolutely. How do you like that, listeners? Giving you a breakdown of <laughs> fucking the Chicago suburbs. <laughs> well, it's a sport. I guess it's a sports-themed podcast more than us watching movies, but that's okay. Well, it's this a- one is. Exactly, exactly. We, we, we're, we're diverse, okay? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to diversify. It's whatever the fuck is on TV, and right now there's college football on everywhere. It literally is. It's literally on like nine channels. Oh, man. LSU is a force, man. LSU... I tell you what, Wisconsin, they're going to get jumped next week against Ohio State. Oh, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're going to show up and, and put up a little bit of a fight, but they're going to be handled. Wisconsin's got very good linebackers, Here, we'll put though. the green mile on just for fucking... Wisconsin's got... You know, this movie annoyed me in certain ways. I've never seen it. I never thought I was going to like it. I never envisioned it being good. Like, I just don't... And then I thought you were going to say, but then I saw it, and you know something? It's okay. No, it's long. <laughs> it's long. I know. Well, it's the same guy did Shawshank. I find, I think Shawshank is overrated. Shawshank. You know overrated. what? I've never seen Shawshank either. No, it, it's not. You know, CJ's got that joke. It's like every every Sunday afternoon. It's on. One network is going to have Shawshank. It's sort of like when I was a kid in the Dirty Dozen. I never saw the Dirty Dozen, but I feel like I've seen the Dirty Dozen because I've watched it 38 times in four-minute segments. You know, it's like, because the Dirty Dozen was on the rotation all the time when I was a kid. You know, and, that, and that's I what Shawshank I do love Bonnie is. Hunt, though. This is Bonnie Hunt? Yeah, that's Bonnie Hunt. God, she, you know, she was still She's acting. from Chicago, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely she is. And then Michael Clark Duncan He's from, from Englewood. He's fucking dead. He and Jennifer Hudson from the same neighborhood, along with Derek Rose. Dude, all great people are from Chicago. Well, I tell you what, there is a, uh, you know. One of my friends yesterday at a mic gave me guff for always saying I'm from Chicago, and I'm just like, well, you're from fucking shit kicker Missouri, so yeah. why don't yeah. you be from a cooler place and you can brag <laughs> about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, whatever. That's a cl- By the way, this is the classic like Chicago comic cliche when you come out to L.A. Like, oh, and I'm from the man. suburbs, too. Like, it, <laughs> That's what's cool about out here is that doesn't matter as much. Like, If you just say you're from Chicago, people are like, all right. Yeah. But in Chicago, dude, you got to like say what street you fucking lived on yeah. and like what high school you went to, public school or Catholic school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But yeah, what you're saying, yeah, it's, it's, it's resonating. Because if they me. find out you're in the suburbs, dude, you you get fucking jumped on. Yeah. You know, you can't but, say you're from Chicago and then they're like, what part? And you're like, well, Tinley Park. No, no, no. It's you're not, not you're Chicago not city. I always say I'm from the suburbs, but the, what's fucked up is whenever I say I'm from the suburbs, they'll be like, which one? And I'll be like Sock Village. And they'll be like, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So like I just say I'm from South. I'm from south of the city. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. South but of Chicago. But you're right. From, from a from a comic point of view out here in L.A., though, you're right. It doesn't. Yeah, saying where you're from, or it's a melting pot of everyone, you know. But the point is, you know, if you do well, you know, you're fine. You know, I mean, you you, you will your cream rises to the top. You know, the Macho Man has always said it. <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that his line? The cream rises to he the had top. A famous promo where he brought out some <laughs> coffee creamers and talked about how the cream ri- the cream rises to the top. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. I think it's a good kind of old man expression. Like how about oh, them yeah. apples? Oh yeah, it's you know? totally fucking a cliche though. Like, of if cream rises to the top, just means don't quit. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, don't quit. All the other people that suck will eventually quit, and then you'll be. That <laughs> that is the long game strategy of stand up comedy. It's hilarious. Well, it works too. Oh no, no, there's some truth in that. If you can, I, I if think you there's can... also breakthroughs that you have as a performer. You simply become more calm with it and stuff, so your truer self can come out. I think a little bit. Yeah, I think if you not, I I don't want to say stay relevant because that yeah. kind of fucking makes you deluded to your age yeah, at some yeah, point. Exactly. But I just think if you keep on your joke writing and you stay aware of what the fuck is happening in yeah. the world yeah then and just kind of adapt a little bit yeah then you'll be fine it's the people who don't quit but then keep doing their jokes from like if i'm still doing jokes about my dad being a crackhead in five years i'm gonna yeah. kill myself yeah yeah like that's what i'm talking about now because yeah. it's relevant yeah exactly but like it's and that's why i wanted to even do away with it completely when i recorded my first album after I got done, I was like, well, I'm done talking about that. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. even going to bring it up anymore. I wanted I wanted to write at least 20 minutes of jokes yep. that had nothing to do with how I was raised. Yeah. Yeah. And I started working it out, but then I moved. And then when you move out here, you have to do your album again. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I hear that too. I mean, but but I, I tell you what, I, you just got to find some rooms you enjoy going up yeah, at. Yeah, I've, I've started figuring j that j out. Just find a few places you enjoy going up at and, and, and just like, you know, you, you kind of work on it there. You know, yeah, but so. even you have to wait a while on that because you have to oh, make yeah. friends with people and you can't bomb. If people see you bomb, they won't think you're funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just, oh, you had a bad set. It's like, you you suck. Like, I can't believe I talked to you outside. <laughs> you almost see it's it. It's so funny. When I, you have a I bad so set. I so thoroughly don't care about that. It's oh, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about it, but yeah, I no, notice no, it. Of course you notice like, it. I would too, yeah. Like, whenever yeah. you have a bad set, like, I'll have a, not like, a, I've never really truly had a rough one at the improv, but yeah. I've not killed before. yeah. And and I've even done like okay where like yeah. where you don't get a ton of laughs, but it's yeah. not like a true blue bomb. Yeah. But people look at you like I knew you were a fraud. Like the, <laughs> they'll see you crush and then they like pat you on the back and they're like, Good set, man, and they bump you on the knuckles and then the second you don't do as well, they're just like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> so you're saying there's not a lot of loyalty out here? No. Keith, you don't think you think <laughs> Really? <laughs> so the point is just do your act. Sometimes you're going to do well. Other times you're not going to do well. Try to get better. Just just do your act, you know. And, and enough people are going to see it that, like, you know. I, I, I went up at this mic uh, two weeks ago. I had a pretty good set. And this dude who, like, just started doing stand-up, he's like, I want to get your card. I got to talk with you. I just started doing stand-up. And I was like, I want to meet with you and talk. And I was like, oh, no. I said, hey, I'm more than happy to talk with you. But, you know, he's like, listen, I just started this. I'm an attorney. And I realize I'm not going to be that good. Oh, was right he, like, your age? Oh, no, no, no. He's, like, 33. Okay. You know? And he's like, hey, but, you know, I, I just started this. And, you know, but I, I don't expect to be good right away. I said, that's the best attitude to have. Don't expect to be very good right away. In fact, expect to kind of suck right away. And that's okay. That's okay. Because you'll do it and you will get better if you put the time in but but i just was like okay i'll talk also, to if you. you are truly funny like some people you can work at it all you want you're just not fucking yeah. funny yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah there's not a uh, you could even look like there are people that go on stage where i'm like you are you know the mechanics of this yeah like you know that you know how to do stand-up but you yeah. are not funny yeah yeah oh yeah 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 there's that too it, like also people like who are like you think they've actually maybe read about it or just thought this is the way you, you do it, it and, 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 their, and their personality doesn't shine or something? I or? figured it out, Crochet. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. It's a, a influx of people who can't afford therapy or like... 
any sort of like true help. Yeah. So they do this to like let loose. And I'm not against that, but yeah. it's why. Yeah. <clears throat> it's why there are so del- so many shitty comics. Yeah. Who like want to be in like the clapter like support rooms. Yeah. Because they're not in it to truly be great at yeah. it. They're in yeah. it because like because I it makes me like I need some I just need to fucking God. talk about my shit somewhere. That's crazy. And like I get it, but I almost want to yeah. be like do something else i know like I know. you're wasting time for someone who could be truly great at this <laughs> I, I, I like that for, you know that's been the narrative for as long as i've been doing it oh it's cheap therapy and it was kind of said tongue-in-cheek when i was doing it initially a little bit you talked about oh i'm so disturbed now it seems like a true thing like it truly is like free health care for some people like the other and, night and, 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 I, and i don't think that's i mean i'm like that, that's that that is not a symptom of god you know something you just added something to my theory about well why are there so many people doing stand-up now and i just realized oh because there's more mentally ill people holy shit well, and my and whole just, thing is like, i've always been like why is it the economy is it you know you know no no it's there's just more anyway go ahead well my whole thing is like okay you're Let anxious okay uh you're anxious you're fucking you have a, you've had an abusive relationship here and there. You're jumpy. You have post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Why the fuck would you want to even go near show business after that? That's like my whole thing when people like I, someone went up yesterday and was like, I do this because I'm autistic and it like helps me talk in front. He said he basically he basically said like I do this because I'm autistic and I can just talk at people when I do this. Wow. And I'm like I was kind of just like dude get the f-, like in my head I was just like oh boo like get the fuck out of here dude like go to occupational therapy like everybody else. Like this is we're actually trying to do stuff here. Yeah. And like you're up here and and now and you're making us feel bad if we don't think you're good. Because you have autism and this is like, this is how you feel better. Well, guess what? You're not good at it. You're bad at your therapy. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, that whole aspect. I mean, well, th- that's one of my taglines if I'm really, well, whatever. And they're also Talk fans of comedy who are like, well, Pete Holmes is nervous and he does this. So I like they see their heroes and they're like, well, comedy did this for them. So it's go- it's got to do that for me. Yeah. Well, you know, like it ain't that's sorry. That's the hard truth of life. Like I'm not even probably going to make it. Yeah, like that's what. Yeah. And I'm even saying as someone who absolutely wants to and is trying, it's going to work as hard as he possibly can to. And yeah, and I've made progress at this and I'm OK to. Yeah. To fairly good at stand up. Yeah. And and I'm still staring up at the barrel of it. Oh, of course. Of so course. like. I mean, I, I, like I, I sympathize with you, but if you know you're not going to be good at it, dude, get out of the fucking way. Yeah, or, or, or go to just shows that do that, which there probably yeah. are out there. You know, it's just the whole self-indulgence. I, I, I get that mo- a lot of comics are self-loathing and, and anxious, insecure people. You know, I, I kind of get that. But, the, yeah, you're right. Truly diagnosed, like, oh, you have bipolar or you're manic. I mean, it, it is. You well, shouldn't be trying to be a regular at the improv yeah, if that's your shit. I, I just, you know, but. I, Clinical I, depression I, is the one thing I'll let slide because that can truly create some great stand-up. Do you know I've never really been depressed? Yeah, I Todd said that too, and like I was like, dude, you know how much that annoys people when they hear that. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to be like, I've had moments. I'm not but gonna say I haven't had moments, like, uh, but you've never been like, this is it. Like I want to die. Like this girl just broke up with me. I want to fucking put a 
gun in my mouth uh, and fucking I, kill yeah, myself. I hear what you're saying. I but I am the uh, ooh, I almost blocked that punt. The opposite side of the same coin is anxiety. And I know I've had anxiety. Absolutely. See, I that's mean, what yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. One I of the, I'm more on the anxious one side of the, the, most the depression side. freeing moments was when I realized that I didn't have depression. I had anxiety. And when it gets out of control, it leads to depression. Ooh. Yeah, because it's... The, again, I'm telling you, it's the opposite side of the same coin. There's the same emotional gear that sort of makes those two emotions, you know? It, it, it's spring... You know, it, com- it comes from the same spring. You know, whatever that is. Well, I have know? it because, like... Ooh. These are my whole thing. Well, yeah, pretty cheerleaders. I might. Yeah. Add. Wow. Got them moose nuts fucking peering up. That's also a very pr- on purpose promiscuous shot. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, they're South up. Let's, too. Here you go. Let's you show off a little girls here. Dude, like that. <laughs> for to give the v- listeners a better visual. They weren't just showing girls. They were showing their pussies. <laughs> yeah, it was beef shots. There was beef shots. They're yeah, absolutely. Just the floor. And, and they're wearing orange like the fluorescent. F- You're going to see the beef. The you know? Florida Gator colors was the only thing stopping you from seeing pubes <laughs> on that last shot. Absolutely. Joe McMahon went to Florida, a dropout of the University of Florida, Joe McMahon. I feel like they just let it, like, if that's an easy state school to get into. But Joe McMahon's a smart dude. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, he probably yeah, yeah. had really good uh, yeah. ACT or SAT scores. Yeah, you know, yeah. But but with, uh, <laughs> but back to the comic thing. You know, I hear what you're saying about that with the mental illness thing. And, you know, for years I've been saying to myself, I just had an insight from what you said. You know, I've, since 08, I've been doing this so long, I always have to say that. Uh, you know, when I first started doing it, post-80s, boom, there were maybe... Honestly, there were 40 to 50 comics in all of Chicago. It's like the, probably 300 now. The, 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 At yeah. least 300 people who say they do stand-up. There were two open mics that people went to. Two. It was two. A and week. They were probably a packed. Week. Like, a week. It was, it was Lion's Den and what? No, no. It was even before Lion's Den. It, 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 when I very first saw Craig Robinson, the No Exit Cafe in Rogers Park, and then there was a, there was a place called Hitchcock's that was on... Uh, it, it turned into a, a, a Starbucks. Uh, it was Tuesdays and Wednesday nights. They were but literally did, like the improv and Zanies have a mic no. or like a new faces no. type of thing. Uh, improv would sometimes do a new faces. My very first experience going up in stand up comedy was the old sh- like in a professional setting and bombing, but my worst bombs, you know, like like devastating bombs, you know. What was going up at the Improv on Wells Street, the old Improv. I also went up there and killed a couple times too, so it was a real confusing experience to go up there. Yeah, you know, because I, I mean, there were times I, I well, that was in that was the old downtown room. Absolutely, right? it was, in, and I I, I kind of close myself. to Zanies, right? Yes, I was the second to last comic ever on that stage. I bombed so bad, a guy was thumbing me off stage, hands above his head, no shit. thumbing me off both, double barreled, both hands. Plural, you know, and so yeah, I was like, uh, get, get like, like yeah, hooking get you, like, yeah, get pointing off, off just the stage, get off. yeah, that's great, yeah, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> I had, I went up there eight times, I bombed five times, and I killed three times. It was this weird combination of like, well, how does this, yeah, and and, and that dichotomy has. You would have figured it out though, like if they would have let you perform regularly. That's the thing about like good standups is. When like if when like if you audition, even if they do bad, I feel like you could tell that, that they have some that, ability. Like, like he could yeah. do this. Like yeah. if if I let him go up six times in a week, he'll kill four. Yes, you know, and there's no doubt about it. And, and I hate to say this, and I, I like to think, oh yeah, I have an attitude coming out here. But I'm only going to go up when I want to go up. Well, okay, then you're not really. I mean, 
you need to put your back into it a little bit too and be like, okay, I'm willing to actually go through some sets here and some bad sets. And when you get up multiple times in a row in a night or you know several nights in a row, you will get better. I feel you like you simply also will get have to you allow will, yourself. If you want to do that. You, you also know? have to allow yourself to rise a little bit and then not necessarily on purpose, but once you get a little lift in the scene or in show business, kind of test to see like, let's try and get knocked down a little bit. Like meaning like like like, like pursue let's something say, even more. Let's say I become a regular at the improv, straight up yep. regular, not just late night spots. Yep. Like ten o'clock in the main room. Yep. Once that happens, you kind of want to be like, well, now I'm a regular. I have to do new material all the time, or I have to do gr- I have to do the best stuff all the time. Yeah. When you could be like, all right, now I'm a regular at the improv. I'm gonna bomb on purpose tonight. <laughs> like I'm gonna see now now that I'm past. Like yeah. they don't unpass you if you do bad, <laughs> unless you do something egregious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Some like really almost, I feel like or... that you have to do that. Of like, okay, I hit this fucking thing. Now let's go beyond the line. Like, yeah. I'm past at the improv. I'm gonna go up and just riff. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just try and do whatever the fuck instead yeah. of a lot of people who get there and they're like, okay, now I have to be set in this. I have to do this all the time now because this is what got me to being a regular yeah. here. So now I have to just do that. And it's just like, no, go, go bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have the go courage tell the to crowd, bomb. go up and tell the lady in the front that she looks like a fucking cunt. <laughs> Bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> well, I mean, no, 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 no. I hear what you're saying though, too. There's a certain, just to see, test yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like you, once you get to where you think, thought you couldn't get test yourself to see if you could go a little further here's one thing and and i I hear what you're saying i totally agree with it i I call it the idea of taking yourself out of your comfort zone i think when you get too in your comfort zone in anything in life now maybe i take this too much you know when i'm willing to move 1900 miles away as a 50 year old man to (laughs) to try to pursue a second career in show business but uh but you know you got to take yourself out of your comfort zone you know i i find like the idea of being in a rut is very, uh, I don't know, it's disturbing to me. You know, I, I feel like you've sort of given up as a human being. Here we know, go, bit. baby. This is the one you probably remember. Little te- oh, this is Temple. Yeah, we're watching yeah, Temple, Temple of Doom, Doom right is, now. Yeah. yeah, this is the one I remember. In fact, I didn't even know Raiders of the Lost Ark was an Indiana Jones movie. Until, until I just thought it was a movie from the 80s. Oh. And then Indi- Raiders of the Lost Ark is great because indiana jones and the temple of doom isn't like it didn't read as a sequel it just was like this is a movie called indiana jones and the temple of doom interesting and then like i had heard of raiders of the lost ark it's also really racist this but go ahead why oh this movie yeah yeah like the indian oh yeah no you know what you're saying Uh, what you're saying is fine but the way they put like the indian portrayal come on but go ahead. Oh yeah, Kalima, Kalima. <laughs> like, oh, we have a weird religion. Oh, they don't rip we? hearts oh, out of people's chests. Yeah, and exactly. Shit. Like really, this is what they do in India. Oh. Um, anyway, go ahead. But like, yeah. I had heard of Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I didn't know it was an Indiana Jones movie. I just wow. thought it was a movie from the eighties. Interesting. And then I found out that like, oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is Indiana Jones Part One. When you first saw Raiders That's what I used to call it, by the way, Indiana Jones Part 1. <laughs> when you were like a kid? Yeah. That's hilarious. When you first saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, when you finally saw it, were you like, oh, this is a pretty good movie? Did you yeah. like it? The only re- you know what b- fucking ruined a lot of shit like that for me is I came up when animation and graphics were getting kind of good. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, like, if you watch this movie and then you put on, like, DVDs weren't around when I was a kid, so I was watching VHS copies of Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark. exactly. And it just looked so shitty. 
Like, it clearly looked like a movie that was shot in 1984 or whatever the fuck it was shot in. Interesting, because to me, I I, I know it looks dated, but I'm like, it still still passes muster. No, it looks like the 60s to me. Like, not not even, because I know the movie takes place in the 40s, but like... Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. The quality. Like, it it looks like I'm watching a garbage... Really? piece of shit interesting because you gotta understand when that movie came out that was a cutting edge special effects movie see they're I mean, trash that, you know a lot of stuff like that i can't i've never watched dumbo or any or fuck fantasia like once you see the lion king and aladdin like <laughs> i don't give a fuck about steamboat willie get the fuck <laughs> out of here dude shit is whack yeah <laughs> it's yeah because i mean oh yeah this is i remember this being a dramatic scene because I, I I've always or like been, Clash always of the Titans. The... Fuck Clash of the Titans. It's that funny you should mention that. Sucks ass. God, uh, you know, claymation that... claymation stinks. Oh, the, the best, and that's why I it's because I came up with Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, which is claymation at its fucking finest. Yeah, like hide that where it looks like puppets and stuff. Like, yeah, Clash of the Titans blows. You see, because it's funny you mentioned that movie because when I think of Rares of a Lost Ark, I just thought about this today. My mom gave me an option one time after uh, after I got out of basketball camp at the University of Maryland the summer of 1981, uh, and I hadn't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark yet, and it had been hyped. I mean, it, it was like number one for three straight months. Wasn't or it the highest grossing film for a while? Oh yeah, absolutely. I know ET was well, until too. ET did it the next year. Spielberg you know? killed it, dude. I hope he never molested kids. Well, well, Spielberg, because and again, the story behind Raiders of the Lost Ark is it was the first movie he made after 1941, which, which was, was his only true bomb. It was an, and so his only true st- shot at comedy. And, and then he, he he just he said it's never going to happen again. So Raiders of the Lost Ark, he storyboarded the whole goddamn thing, everything, like I'm, every yeah. shot was known. And so they shot that movie in 79 days. Which you think about that? That's less than three months for for an, a high. Which end back then was movie. probably kind of long. You know, but but it was like a hot, for a high end action yeah. movie. That, that was like you know, yeah, a, a short time frame. He can just rip his bare chest out with yeah, his well, bare hand because yeah, he's yeah. Indian. <laughs> because he's just Satan worshiping India. It's that Punjab power. <laughs> but 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 the point is with. Uh, uh, w- w- my mom gave me the option when I got out of of, of a basketball camp. She's like, "We, c- you can see two movies. What do you want to choose?" And I, it was either Raiders of the Lost Ark or Clash the Titans. And I chose Clash the Titans. Oh, and to this day, Keith, to this day, it? Keith, I'm happy with that choice because I liked the original Clash the Titans. Oh, I, I like. I mean, it is preposterously bad. I get it. I get the look I didn't of it. Even like the remake. The the, the, the tension of. Medusa to me as a kid was like it worked it also because it was like a European movie where like they'd show a lot of like boobs and stuff because I was like 12 years old with my mom being like dude you didn't you didn't get you didn't get access to porn that was like oh my god I'm seeing a woman's breast my dad fucking showed me this one movie that you might even remember it's this flick called countdown to looking glass no I don't remember it's basically like about a post-apocalyptic where like the nukes dropped yeah but it's shown in news clips like the whole movie is just like good good evening today and like through the news you find out how the world is and my i remember my dad would get drunk and be like that's how it's gonna be count down a looking glass that's the, <laughs> like he would like he would put on this movie and be like this is the future like this is how the shit's gonna end <laughs> like and his... it was just such a bad movie like <laughs> they didn't show any explosions yeah there it was literally just like two fucking anchors on the news 
Yeah. Where I'm like, I can't do this, dude. Like, I just, my favorite movie's E.T. Do you think I can fucking sit through this boring <laughs> bullshit? E.T. I saw E.T. some of it recently. The movie makes me cry to this day. I, I, I think it's still, I think it's, it's aged pretty well, I think. It's a phenomenal movie. It's a phenomenal movie about friendship. It is. You think, yeah, it is. And probably immigration and all that bullshit. (laughs) Probably spin some sort of social justice out of it. When it was really. That movie. I love when people do that. I always feel like we put so much fucking meaning in stuff. Like, uh, people would always say, like, Kurt Cobain would always be like, people say I'm the voice of a generation. And he would be like, I literally pick my lyrics randomly. <laughs> like he would take a poetry, like a book of poetry. Yeah. And he would literally just flip through it and find random lines that sounded good together. So like he never actually sat down and wrote Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's he wrote the music for it. And then like he was like, well, I have this line sounds good. And it kind of makes sense. And if it you listen, yeah. if you listen to like B-sides and like old studio recordings the lyrics are different for a lot of the songs yeah because it what it didn't matter to him and even john lennon said the same thing he was like I, it's not like i sit down and they're like all right i'm gonna fucking speak for the people right now yeah yeah like yeah. <laughs> he would say like yeah, you guys intention you guys are giving this and that's almost people say that's what's great about music is it it could serve whatever you need it to serve yeah but that doesn't mean it is what it is yeah like there are point. songs that like the song fucking uh 3 a.m. by uh, Matchbox 20 is about the dude's mom dying of cancer. Yeah. But if you you could easily interpret it as like, oh, they're upset that they are heartbroken. Like you could easily, whatever you're feeling, you could make a song be about that. Oh, absolutely. And like that's what's that's what makes great music is when you could do that. Oh yeah. But like you are doing it. Yeah. It's not like this dude is like Adam Crocious is needs this right now. No, you're totally right. He needs chains by fucking right now by fucking Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> no, I was going to say with uh w- with uh your point about Lennon. I mean, think about that. I mean, Lennon got murdered by one by a person who read into his music of yeah. being, you know, it, and it, it was just, nothing. Like, I know. The song know. is just called that the song Glass Onion is about like you're looking through a glass onion. Like yeah. you think I'm saying this and I'm not. Like and that's the whole thing of just like when he the lyrics of glass onion are the shit because it's just him being like you guys are stupid and he's lying in it where he was just like the walrus is paul yeah because everybody was like oh what's the walrus yeah and he's just like it's paul like it's not it means nothing yeah yeah god they were marketed extremely well though man i mean they knew what they were doing from a marketing point of view that guy epstein who handled them early on he knew what he was doing like he knew how to polish that image you know, I guess when they first arrived in New York City, they paid people. They paid kids two dollars a piece to come do that, to come cheer, like to, to give it that sort of influence of going into New York. You know, that level of excitement. So, like, it's the I told you about. At the same time, they killed it on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh man. yeah, I mean that four minute song. It just it was it. Like the know? lyrics of the song. I told you about Strawberry Fields. You know the place where nothing is real. Well, here's another place you can go where everything flows. Looking through the back bent tulips. To see how the other half live looking through a glass onion. He was like, I told you about the walrus and me, man. I told you you're as close as can be, man. Well, here's another clue for you all. The walrus is Paul. Yeah. Like, he's just like, like this is all just bullshit. Like, yeah. it's just words that sound cool together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, This is where Spielberg met his wife, Kate Capshaw. He married her. 
Are they still married? Oh, yeah. Even they, through all the child diddling? They, they, they have six kids. I mean, it was him just being like, I'm going to get a blonde hair and blue eyed. What a fucking you know? nerd. <laughs> Spielberg? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, exactly. Now we're dipping into Last Crusade here. Oh, yeah. and this movie is also racist because you got the fucking young Chinese boy. Oh, exactly. Who acts very much like a young Chinese boy. Absolutely. Oh, yes. He might as well go pee-pee <laughs> and coke at some point. Well, he was also the kid in uh, the next... Goonies. Goonies, exactly. Data. Exactly. So, uh, it's... Yeah, well, yeah. You can tur- turn on a football game, okay? Turn on a football game. I, you know, enough Nobody of that. likes The Last Crusade. You know, it's just like, it's not that good. I remember seeing it in the theater when I was 15. They fucking fucked the same chicken. I wanted chick to in like it. it, you know? I wanted to like it. It just wasn't good. One it of my friend Handron Seavey has a great joke where he was like, he goes, there's a scene in, Ra- he goes, first of all, they fucked the same girl. And when Indy does it, it's kind of rape. <laughs> he was like, you watch the scene and you're like, well, that's not not rape. <laughs> <laughs> who said that again? Who said that? My who? buddy Handron Seavey. Oh. <laughs> so again, I, I like so that who, line. Who had sex with who again? I'm sorry. Who had sex with? I know in uh, Last Crusade, they like go after, they're going after the same girl. Oh, yeah, exactly. And they both fuck her at some point. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, what's his face? Like Sean Connery does. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then Indy like takes her. <laughs> I remember that movie was the summer of 89. Well, I think it's one of those things where like. 30 years ago. Put on this U- I want to see this Utah game. It, it might be one of those things where, like, almost like a light version of Michael Douglas and Basic Instinct, where, like, she's like, no, we can't. We can't. And then he, like, makes out with her and she, like, falls to his Indiana Jones whims. But, like, that's kind <laughs> or his of. his charms. That's, well, his charms, quote unquote, or his <laughs> fucking him being a man. <laughs> like, Dude, but, but what, they called, the- what they called charm in the 80s was rape. <laughs> That's, I mean, ah, interesting. I, it's that's perceived. But that, that was way. a big thing in the late '80s and early '90s of like the woman who was like, "No, no, okay." Yeah, who just gave like, in finally? She just said no eight times. Have like, you ever seen the accused? It shouldn't get to the point where, but, okay, but, you're charming. Hey, c- can you put on a ABC? Put on an yeah. AB, the ABC affiliate because that's going to be the Utah game, which is actually it might be at halftime, but. I think this is gonna be a pretty good game, but no, I was I was just saying. Uh, although I think Utah's gonna take over now, but but with um, what I was saying before, though. But have you seen The Accused? No, but we've talked about it a couple times. Exactly. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster won an she Oscar gets for raped that. for she sure. Get, yeah, and and, and then uh, what's her face is from a uh, Top Gun. Kelly McGillis is her yeah. attorney. Yeah, and, and and you know and whatever, and that at its time a very controversial movie. Well, was didn't it have, con- wasn't it, like, they show her get raped, right? Well, yeah, well, it, it it starts with... Like, you have to replay it like she talks about it or something. The arrangement of it was good, because what they, it starts with basically her running out of a bar. It'd be funny you if know? you just described the rape right now. No, 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 I, I'm not going to do that. First, uh, he rips her shirt counterclockwise <laughs> from the collar. And you're like, whoa, this is actually <laughs> happening! <laughs> you know, my God! But anyway, um... <laughs> Uh, what it was is it starts with her running, uh, Jerry Foster's character running out of a bar in obviously disarray and like has been kind of beaten up and stuff. And then her kind of going through the process. It's like her post-rape. It's like kind of like Kurosawa type it, it, of thing yeah, where like you're revealing what happened through her testimony. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, and it's it's the beginning of her, and then it's her kind of trying to get a case going. And that's kind of an interesting arc. 
but it kind of the culminating scene is the testimony of the key witness who was a man, a key witness who was a man. He's a man, he was a baby. Young, he was a young man who, who is basically turns it, and, and you realize, oh, yeah, she's... Because they did all the same defenses. She was drunk, she was high, she was asking for it, but she got flat-out gang-raped. Like, four dudes nailed her, you know? And, it, and it's... And that's kind of like a very key scene, maybe ten minutes left in the movie, and it's a very it's long. The, I think the scene is actually like, for I think it's a four minute scene, which is pretty long. I kind of know? think it's hilarious that rape was probably so normal back then. They were like, well, it has to be gang rape. Well, <laughs> if it's just a rape, nobody cares about that. I, I don't know if rape was that common or not. I mean, I lived. But back I'm saying, then. like, I think if you back then, like, gang rape was like. If you kind of did something without consent, I think that was considered less rape than gang rape. Like yeah, I think yeah, that yeah, was just yeah. put into be like we have to make it as worse as fucking possible. Although I tell you what, I when heard you could probably make that movie about a girl who just gets drunk at a party. Yeah, and yeah. hooks up with a guy. Yeah, so well, it was kind of I guess it's loosely based on a true story. I mean, it, when you watch it, it looks dated. It looks like a dated kind of courtroom drama. You know, like a lot of Your Honor, this would be. You also, know, like, can I like about that about the yeah. dated thing? I think it affects the acting too, because there are some movies I watch where they're like, "This is a fucking tour de force," and you, I'm like, "That's it's fine." <laughs> like what I, movie is that? What was like it? I watched fucking Taxi Driver. Oh, it's and you're like, it's a great movie, but yeah. you're like, that's not like. Yeah, he play. He's a psychopath. Like she's a whore. Well, cool. That, like that, that's not that's not that great. Like God, yeah, she pretended to be a hooker. Cool. That that that, that was she was. But no, but yeah, but no. But the whole uh, that movie that, that was a very cutting edge dark movie when it came out. It yeah. came. It was a very cutting edge dark movie, and it's like very much like a score. You know, early Scorsese. Scorsese. I look at it, oh, he doing it. Seeing again. This is where. Uh, more shit that came out later ruined it is because I came up in Psycho with Christian Bale, and that's a movie where he's American literally Psycho? where yeah. He, yeah where he's literally chopping people in half the whole movie yeah and then you go back and you watch Taxi Driver and you're like he kills one person at the end of the movie like that's whack well well, well the thing about it though is that boring it's uh, yeah well, no I'm just kidding in no. that but like <laughs> but as a kid that's what I would think like I would rather watch this movie where he's legitimately killing people the whole movie. It's a complete That's why I like Jaws 4 better than Jaws 1 as a kid because <laughs> you see the shark the whole movie. When God, I, that's so childish, though, When Keith. I was a kid... I judge it. When I was a kid, I liked Jaws, but it annoyed the shit out of me that you don't see the shark until that's the That's what builds the fucking tension. That's what, that's what that's when you lock in and you're like, oh my God, this is so tense. It's like Alien. The Alien's on screen for like a minute and a half. Yet that's a completely tense movie. And again... Less is more. And again... Aliens came out when I was a kid. Aliens is good, though. And that's just from beginning to end, him fucking spitting acid on people. Well, and, and that's also Cameron, like, knowing what he was doing. C- Cameron, like, Cameron, he, he understood how to make a, a, a pop film. He knew he knew how to... Like, that he was coming off Terminator, right? Uh, yes, that was actually his first movie off Terminator. He wrote Rambo 2 also. Uh, but yeah, that, that was his... So it was like, that was a direction. Maybe it was his third or fourth movie Rambo ever directed. Rambo such a good movie. <laughs> See now, first blood—that's that a movie my dad showed me, and I absolutely fell in love with. Oh yeah, yeah. First blood's pretty <sighs> good. If you watch it, it's actually a legitimate it's a movie. Great fucking. The next movie. two movies are ridiculous. He basically takes on the entire Soviet Union. In the well, because you know? he—I think the—I think the book, First Blood, <laughs> has pieces of all three movies in it. <laughs> like in the book, First Some Blood, weird I th- like. F- 
weird anti-communist fantasy. Yeah. Well, I'm no. gonna take down just, the commies. Just so in so far as I think in the book First Blood, he does go back to Vietnam at some point. Uh, I mean, that was the the country was really trying to deal with the whole Vietnam thing. Yeah. Like in the eighties, it was still trying to come to terms with it. You know, it wasn't like it is now where you get an instant movie made. You know, so let me use the bathroom. The Paul Bunyan Trophy. Oh, we're gonna watch the highlights of the Wisconsin. We're at about an hour and six. You want to close it out on these highlights, or uh, the, you really want to roll? We can roll. Yeah, let's just let's watch these and see what happens. Yeah. Look at that kind of lollipop. That was oh. a nice little lollipop precision pass. Yeah. Well, he actually he actually put a lot of touch on it. Yeah. That they they opened up a can of ass whoop on him. Oh, at the end, yeah. When I left work, <laughs> it was seventeen to ten. Yeah, it was great, man. I mean, that they, they had a, I mean, Wisconsin's you know Wisconsin showed something. I, I actually, I mean, they're gonna get housed. They are gonna get housed. How by Ohio exciting State. would it be though if they win? No, they won't. Oh, it'd be amazing, but it's not gonna happen. Ohio State's a very good football team. Ohio State's one of Barry Alvarez was caught, or, or uh, Kurt Herbstreit announced the game today. Said uh, Ohio State's the best Big Ten football team I've ever seen in my entire time co- being around the Big Ten conference from coaching at Iowa in, ni- in 1979. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is. Uh, you know, I mean, he's seen a lot of Big Ten football. He says it's the best Big Ten team he's ever seen, and they are. They're a great. Who the fuck is Mel Kiper? I was watching <laughs> that the other day. You were, yeah, yeah. The, the, the famous the, '84 draft. Oh no, no, that, 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 that whatever. That, that would have been Trent the '90s, draft. actually. Yeah, yeah, because he wanted. They need to draft Trent Dolfer. They need Trent Dolfer. They need a quarterback. Yeah, I fucking hate Mel Kiper. Cocksucker they, they, they bring in they bring in fucking McShay to take him on. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna bring you down. Hey, both of them Ooh, fucking. That, that actually was a pretty cheap play. Oh my god, he threw his head in the. Do wall. you know why I hate them? Because they told me that Mitch that white woman was a Georgia good pick. T- who said that? Well, I I fucking resent them now because they're the ones who got me as hype as I was on Trubisky. Because when the Bears drafted him, they were like, "This is gonna be. This is a great pick for the Bears." Like everybody was a little alarmed that they gave up so much to move up one pick to get him. And who said this again? Kuyper and McShay. Oh, okay. He they was did. their fucking number one quarterback wow. across the board. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. You know? It's fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If well, you look you at know, the intangibles that fucking Kuyper always does his bullshit. If you, you look know. at if you look at his feet, the way they move, and you put that on a fucking 50-yard line, like he's, <laughs> he talks all sorts of shit. Yeah. Well, the fact is he only played 13 games. Well, I know. Yeah. You know, I sort of 13 quarterback ever taken in the first round so we'll see i mean they're gonna give him one more year we'll get another year they'll get another year someone said uh someone said and he probably should this game this lions game saved gave one more naggy and trubisky one more year year. yeah well which i actually like because i actually think he blows so (laughs) and i I want to be bad so that's that's what i want do you really well, I just I want the Minnesota Vikings to actually win. What know? if Mitch Trubisky ends up being a not? I'm not saying he's ever going to be the number two, but what if he ends up being a perennial Pro Bowler? Yeah, that's not going to happen. But what if it does? But what if it does? Would it upset you, or would you be like, "Oh no, that's cool that it worked out"? <laughs> he won't answer it. But why can't? Here's what I don't understand. Like you admit that there's flashes. Why are you against the idea that the f- that he could make those flashes consistently? 
if he's the most if if he if you can give him if he's the most inexperienced you're acknowledging that he's that inexperienced why are you discounting that he could find it and those flashes could become his actual play i tell you what uh with him in some fairness to him this year People forget that he he missed like three games early in the season. He didn't play the pre. Shoulder. They didn't play any starters in the preseason, the preseason either. So yeah, and, and that's I think that's kind of a bad decision from the coach's point of view. I think a lot of I, teams I, did that, and it was dumb. Yeah, yeah and, and I kind of get with some players, yes, but with him, he needs to get some reps. He needs to get reps and gets to look at things. His biggest weakness: excellent athlete, can run, can throw a decent ball. Uh, he's not accurate, not nearly accurate enough. And he cannot get to the second read. When the first read isn't there, he's just not good on the See, second read. See, but isn't read. that something that you that you need experience? I like to, to, to develop. That, yeah, but some people just can't. From watching Christian Ponder for four years. See, but he's better than Christian. Well, Ponder. Well, no, I, I agree. He's better than him. Uh, but like but that's when anybody brings that up, like they do all that. Kyle Bowler, Christian Ponder, fucking who's that cocksucker with the Vikings? Blaine Gabber. Like they all oh, bring those quarterbacks up when they talk about Trubisky, and it's just like, dude, give him more credit than that. He's better than those guys. At there his are some worst, times, he's Keith, better than those guys. Let, let's be honest. There are some times, Keith, their offense looks terrible. And oh, I mean yeah. for like oh, 100%. series after when that, that Ram the Rams are not a good football team. No, and I'm actually loving that people are finding out that Jared Goff is actually more like Mitch than people think. Well, well it's also because Todd Gurley has a bad least, knee. That's a reason why they're bad. Well, and Jared the, Goff O-line. is really playing. Yeah, like but it's shit. because the, 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 it's all off the run with them and his knee being bad totally affects Goff. He's I not as effective without him. Jared you know? Goff is a way better version of what Trubisky is, though. Like yeah. he's he's he need, he's a guy that needs the team to around him to perform. To be decent. Jared Goff you know. is never going to be Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah, well, yeah, 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 absolutely. But but, but, but last the, year he was because they had that big 55-54 shootout game, and that's when everybody was like, oh, Goff and Mahomes are the fucking well, are they, the diamonds. Yeah, well, well, they just don't realize, again, it goes back to the, the running game that they don't have. Gurley is now a damaged player. He's not the same player anymore. The, running the knee backs injury have three was, years of high-end football and then after that they decline oh yeah yeah three seasons of 1500 yard football and then you're done yeah no yeah they get too beat up so so with Trubinsky back to my point when my kind of long-winded thing with him it's that second read uh uh you know he's got to get better at that and I don't see him they try to throw the back the back shoulder throw with him he's not consistent enough with that they've tried to work on that to make it something he doesn't hit it consistently enough. So I just think against a true defense that can scheme a little bit with him, give him a little time, they can figure him out pretty easy. These next you know? four games are going to be huge in his development. Because yeah, now we'll, he we'll cause you got Dallas on Thursday, then they play the Chiefs, then they play the Packers, and then they end it with the Vikings. They play on the road against the Vikings and the road against the Chiefs. Oh, no, the road against the Packers. Now, the Chiefs, the chi- he, they have a bad defense. He could Do they play tomorrow? Uh, Bears? No. They play Thursday. Oh, oh, interesting. Next Thursday. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Um, so and then so and Dallas is kind of in the same shape the oh, Bears d- are d- in, d- just Dallas with better is, players. Did d- d- Dallas is uh, so going be, in the tank? They honest, were terrible honestly, the Bills. and so I was watching a video where on air someone got this Chicago guy to be like, now I think they're going to make the playoffs because they showed the rest of their schedule and they were like, it's tough teams, but they were like, Dallas and KC are winnable games. And then KC's defense is terrible, but you know something. And in fairness, with the Bears' defense, those are winnable games. And then is their defense? Get, is Hicks back? 
No, he's out for the year. Well, um, I'm sorry. Their defense is just not as good without him. Yeah, and but they're still Trebathian, the seventh in the league. It's decent, but you know some. It, it's seventh it, in the league is not decent. That but, is very good. Uh, their defense was like the best in the league last year. It was number one. You know, so I, I, I actually think I'm not, I'm not buying it. They beat some rot. I mean, they barely beat a shitty Giants team at home, and they beat they barely beat a shitty Lions team on the road. They won. They won. I'll give them credit. Yeah. But, but then you also have to take into account that the Vikings and Packers probably aren't going to win out the rest of the year. Vikings have a they got three of their next five games at home. They got to play the fucking Seahawks on Monday night, which so they'll lose. They're going to lose one or so you don't. So you got that to add into account. And some they were just going over that. And someone was like, oh, my God, I think the Bears are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Vikings. And if they do, they will get destroyed by the 49ers oh, yeah. or, 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 or Saints. They're not going to make the playoffs. With uh, with the Vikings, their three road ga- or home games are all divisional teams. And the Vikings are five and zero at home. Now they had a shitty game, which last means they're due. Uh, they had a shitty game against the Broncos, but they came back and they actually won that game, which they usually could. The Broncos quit that are game. trash. The Broncos are a bad football team. Bad football team. Vikings are getting beat up. Like like physically, they're beat up. Thielen is supposed to be coming back this week. He hasn't played in four. He's been played in a month. So the, and, and Harrison Smith has been hurt too. Harrison Smith is a pretty good safety for them. So it's like, I mean, th- they need to have him. They need to have Harrison Smith more than Thielen. They can actually still move the ball. Cook is still healthy, and the Cook is very good. And they got this guy Irv Smith, who they drafted out of Alabama, who's a very. They've gone to the tight end a lot too. Tight ends have played well, and Diggs has played well. So they've been able to move the ball pretty well, even without Thielen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say Cousins has played pretty well. So yeah, if they can beat. After he apologized to his receivers, he started playing well. Yeah, Jesus. But he's played well for two months now. But uh, they also... The, the, Jesus. The, the, they play the Lions at home, who they'll beat. Then they play the Chargers here, who they'll beat, because then the Chargers will quit by that time. And then they have the uh, Pack and the Bears back-to-back week at home for the Vikings. They close the season at home. And so, I mean, they're a pretty good home team. I expect the Vikings to be 11-5. and five. They're going to go three and two in the next five games. Yeah. So I, I don't know which ones they'll lose. They're, they're going to lose to Seattle. But then three of their last four games are at home, dude. That matters. That fucking matters. Here's also what I don't get. And this isn't even about solely about what's going on with the Bears. This is in general. Like whenever the idea that you have to force someone play to this stand, like Trubisky clearly throws better on the run and when the pocket's moving. He's not a great in, in the pocket. pocket passer. Yeah. Why is it? crazy to say like just develop an offense where you're moving all the time well exactly i agree with you i like, totally just, agree with you just have him move all the time that's his strength you know you play you know you know what's honestly i wish i would have t- anyone listening any of the 12 listeners listening if you're younger or whatever getting into show business anything in your life play to your strength do what you do well. See, if that's his strength, then move the pocket a little bit. And there's even you know? a lot of Mitch Trubisky but haters. But it's also the cement head coaches. No, that's, he's well, got to pass from the pocket. There's you know? even a lot of Trubisky haters who even admit that while Trubisky has not been great, good this year, Nagy also refuses to play to his strengths. We're like, it's. I feel like the vibe I get is that Last year, Mitch did what he is comfortable doing: threw on the run, ran for 500 yards, and he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't even run for 100 so far this really? season. Uh, ran for 500 yards, threw the ball on the around, moved the pocket. Yeah. Whenever a play broke down, he ran around and figured out something. But I fear his legs more than his arm. Yeah, 
and then ended up with 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. A good year. That's yeah. not a terrible year. Yeah, for a young it was, quarterback. It yeah. was a good... And then I'll, I feel like in the offseason, they told him, well, now since you're making progression, we're going to make you more of a prototypical NFL quarterback. <laughs> so all that running you did, we're going to cut that in half. And we're going to have you stay in the pocket. And I think he was like, what? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't think he took that well. Yeah. And well, like, I, ju- I just think I just don't like the idea that you're they like, they don't have any chemistry with the receivers, man. I, I don't. See well, the then that's what someone there, brought you know? up. Like, that's what someone brought up is in the last couple these last two games where Mitch has played well. You're starting to see a little bit starting to develop. You know, they have to have something happen. Jesus Christ. Can you uh, we're on ABC still? Yeah. OK, so it's just not on yet. Well, wow. mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it just um, I don't know. I, I, so who do they play? The oh, next game is Dallas at home. Yeah, they can win that game. Dallas yeah. is floundering. And Dallas I'm telling you, as long as the defense can contain Mahomes a little bit, dude, ch- I am defense. not afraid of Kansas City's defense. Sucks. I am not afraid. And They you, must play someone else in there. The Bears got to play. they got four they, games left. Cowboys, Chiefs, Vikings, Packers. Th- then 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Because last week was week 13. Oh no! This this past Thursday, yeah. exactly. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Because then they play, so they play the, 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 the yeah, they play the Cowboys this coming Thursday. Yes, like ne- like the so one th- coming Thursday up. the fourth. Yeah, and then who they play the Chiefs when the Sunday after that, or or do they play the Pack the Sunday after that. Yeah, because I think because I think the Chiefs are going to be. I'm just I don't, that wasn't in a row. Those are just the games they have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see what the schedule is. That that, that might affect things because I I just I'm sorry, man. I I. <laughs> Them on the road, uh, the pack's going to go. Although, I'll tell you what, the pack got humiliated against the 49ers. The 49ers kicked them around the field. 49ers are good. They show up. I was like, yeah, their defense is good. They're fast. Oh, yeah, they they're really move. good. Kyle you Shanahan's a great coach. The, the, their offense is, 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 is it's decent enough. It's not great, uh, but it's decent enough. Tevin Coleman, eh. Uh, and, and they're passing a little better. But that damn defense is good. It's going to keep them in games. Defense travels, man, you know. Well, and if you've even noticed, like, Andy Reid adjusted a little bit, but a lot of the defense have figured out these rah-rah offenses. Like, the Rams are not the Rams this year. Well, again, and the Eagles back, are not the they're Eagles. All, they're all line. Their all line's been banged up for the Rams, too. And Gurley is two-thirds the player So, yeah, they have was. Cowboys on the road. Or well, no, they gotta Cowboys go at home. home. Yeah, that's why they're going to win that game. On the road, they'd lose. Uh, Packers in Lambeau. Yep. Chiefs in Soldier Field. And then they end the season with the Vikings. So who do they like? What are the date? December fourth, December December fourth, December fifteenth, December twenty second, and December 29th. Oh God, I was wrong. So they get a little time off. Here's the big thing. You know, the Vikings are coming off their bye. They haven't played a football game in fifteen days, and I actually think that's a good because I'm really concerned about their health. I want their health to just be better. You know, so it's um, you know. That I, I'm hoping some of their guys are, are that they haven't had Linval Joseph as, as their D, as their nose tackle as their D tackle. It sounds like someone like go over to old Linval Joseph's house and tell well, him to it, fucking it, get the gravy. It's it's those formal like Jamaican Linville Virgin Joseph. Island black names like Lionel Joseph and yeah. Reginald Hampton. Oh yes, we're going to have. Oh yes, it's Linval Joseph playing. Linval you know. Joseph, you better get off that church steeple right now. You know, uh, there's like a. <laughs> There's like those formal, like, I don't know if you know this, because if Winston Churchill was such a hero, a lot of like uh, 
people in Jamaica, black folks in Jamaica, were named Winston like in the late 40s, early 50s. Like, oh, Winston, like early reggae guys are like Winston Bennett. They all have like Winston in their first name. It's a very like racist uh, English thing to do. Yeah. But you know, it, it, Wait, but it, it makes it's sense. That's how you though. colonial, that's how you colonize a human. You know, you just oh oh that they will name their kids after oh yeah. <laughs> you have you have uniformly yeah brainwashed them into thinking that their survival is based on their existence. You know. Oh, I like the Utes helmets. One uh, of the Utes are, boys. Uh, they're, one of the greatest things that happened to college football was the advent of wearing different uniforms every game. I love it, and I think the pros need to get on board it's with the it. Age difference of you and I. Like you're you, right. you know, I, I hear you got a point. You got a point. Dude, how sick was it when the Bears wore those white sea helmets? It was fucking awesome. Yeah. And then they got the old ones where it looks like the Michigan Wolverines, the old school 30. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. Like, I love that shit. I think they should, because they can only wear their throwbacks a certain amount of time. I think they should be able to wear them every week. You should, it should be like the NBA. The players should be able to pick what uniforms they want to wear that day. That's what they have in the NBA. Yeah, there's no home and road uniform anymore. <laughs> Whatever they want to wear, the Bulls wear their red uniform almost. That's such all the a time. weird like, uh, 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 and uh, 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 giving something to the younger athlete. Okay, sure, I don't care. They have different because names. I gotta look good when I go out there and play. I want to play these uniforms. It's not even it about, makes me look good. It's not even about that. It's just like this is. It's just like why do we have to wear the white uniform? Oh, that's a, that's a good defensive play by Colorado. You know, look at that. A five and six, Utah. Utah's playing for something. They have a chance of getting into the playoff, actually. Because if they win, the, well, they're going to play next week in the uh, Pac-12 championship game against Oregon. Yeah. Which I think, they, did they play that? Where do they play that? Is it played at the Coliseum? Uh, probably. I, I, I the wonder. Rose Bowl. Yeah, it's got to be one of the big stadiums. I bet you they might do it in the Bay Area sometimes, too, though. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think it might. I don't think it's a neutral game. I think it's whoever is just, I think it's home or away, whoever no, has the no. better record, Oh, that's right? actually a good point. It might be, but. Because no, Northwestern new- played Ohio State at the fucking horseshoe last year. No, 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 no. They played them in Indianapolis. They, oh, they, did they? Yeah, uh, the Big Ten championship game is always in Indianapolis. It's a neutral location. So so that's where Bucky, Bucky is going to their sixth champ. That's actually that guy's a good dude. That's also something like every time people find out <sighs> that I'm a Northwestern that fan, down. that was a great play by him. What? People find out I'm a Northwestern fan and they're like they're abysmal, and I'm just like they went to the Big Ten title game last year. Uh, they're actually again they're decent. They're a decent. But their they, offense, they God, were it horrible was bad this year. year. They were Ooh. terrible this year. But they're normally a very middling 500 team. Oh yeah, no, they're competitive. You know they're. They always give Bucky a hard game. I detest them for it, but they almost always give him a hard game. It annoys me, too, because I don't like him. They should have beaten Bucky this year, man. Bucky let him back in. Yeah, Bucky had I should have put money on that. I bet one of my friends that I go, I guarantee you the Wisconsin will not blow out Northwestern. Yeah. And I said, I go, I'll put $20 on whatever the spread is that they'll cover it, yeah. that they won't cover it. And they fucking and they didn't. didn't. Yeah, you know, Bucky had a lot of turnovers this year. They did not... They didn't play very clean football. Early in the season, they did. When they beat Michigan and Michigan State, they, play, they beat Michigan State's 38 nothing. I mean, they played a very clean, tight football game. This was the best game they played probably all year. Well, Wisconsin, I feel like if you shut down their running game, it's, it well, like cuts their power. Well, and, and that's what, and what I like about the today's game is 
I mean, Minnesota totally sold out to stop Jonathan Taylor, and they completely used that against them in their play calling and burnt them repeatedly on then you plays. Could pl- you could do play action. And well, exactly, all the time. and they hit guys, and they, and they threw it down the seam for the first. I mean, they they actually completed some long passes today, and it was like, I mean, they're not going to do that against Ohio State, but see, it's like, and that's also what you can argue that's what shows Trubisky, and also what kind of makes it to where he can't produce is. The offense, the running game of the Bears has been dog shit. Yeah. So there's no threat of play action. They like just whenever, had a very good whenever, year, man. Whenever the Bears do play action, the defenses are just like, yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. eight yards rushing. You're not running the ball. Yeah. Now someone could argue that a truly great quarterback should be able to still make the throw. Well, and the NFL is that way now. You have to throw it a million times. But but I'm I'm still a believer in. You know, and have you have to have enough of a running game to keep the to keep the defense off the. You heels, want to run the ball you know? fifteen times. You know, I mean, it's just because it used to be thirty. Thirty. I remember thirty used to be the fucking the move. Oh yeah, thirty, thirty-five. But yeah, now Taylor was good, man. The way, especially the way they do the dual option backs. Yeah, it's it's about fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, like you want your running yeah. back to you fifteen or a combined twenty-five. Fifteen to eighteen attempts is a good game. Is yeah. a good game now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, 20s a lot. Like the Cowboys run or run 20 sometimes. But fucking Dak's playing off his ass. He's leading the league in pass yards. Yeah, they. I tell you what, Wisconsin. I was just very pleased with them today. I I thought that. I mean, this is the highlight of the season for me because they're not going to win next week and they'll go to some bullshit bowl game. They'll go to uh, a good bowl though, like the Sugar Bowl or something. Oh, I love it if they go to that. If they ever went, I said if they ever go to the Sugar Bowl, I'm going back to New Orleans because I think it would just be a blast. I think that's what the playoffs help too is that like now because some g- playoff games are designated by certain bowls like it frees up some cool bowl games that other teams wouldn't normally wouldn't play normally in. go to like normally the sugar bowl was like the winner of the pa- winner of the sec versus the winner of the acc or yeah that was yeah, the yeah. Orange it was always bowl, like right? yeah the sugar bowl will get a weird team so like like, they like get- the rose bowl is one of the only bowls that's staunchly Pac-10 versus Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, Big Ten. Yeah, it's still like a, and and then they and they put that stadium in the rotation for the champ for the playoff now too. You know, they put that in there too. So yes, it's almost so, always a Pac-10 and, and a uh, a Big Ten team, but they, they've they've changed it a little bit. There's but been a yeah, few teams. when the Rose Bowls in the playoffs, they play in like the Orange Bowl or something like that. Well, yeah, well, the the uh, Bucky went to the Orange Bowl a couple of years ago, played Miami and beat them. Came back. Because the Miami was fucking shredding them. Yeah, they, they but they they Wisconsin's a more disciplined, bigger team. Wisconsin's big; they're just big. But at the same time, they're gonna. I mean, I'm gonna watch a game next week. But they played Ohio State two years ago and lost twenty-seven twenty-one in a game that they really weren't even that close in. But they lost. But they played five years ago and lost fifty-nine to nothing. Jesus. But in that game, their coach had already basically left the team, so they knew he was gone. They didn't show up. But uh, they're going to play. This Ohio State team is really good. Michigan's a good football team. Dude, I've heard Michigan's people, playing well, and they handle I've Michigan. heard people even say that this might be the best college football team ever. Well, yeah, they're a great college football team. What's so, their quarterback looking like? Oh, he's he's a perfect dual threat quarterback. Like he's a Deshaun Watson type quarterback, you know. So he's going to be number 1 overall pick. Well, eventually. no, who's going to be number is there David DN named Chase Young who's like Jadavian Clowney when he was in college. I mean, he is I think he's quarterback what's how old is he? Phil Phil I think Phil I think he might be a senior. I I, I don't know for sure. That's a good point. But they I think also my Bears might be able to even, scoop but, him even up behind in the those draft. two guys, they have Ohio State has probably of their 22 starters 
like eight team will be in the NFL. I mean, they have Wisconsin. They have like seven NFL players. You know, Wisconsin's got some talent, but they're all it, on the line though. Wisconsin always puts out. Well, they're all line. Yeah, don't buy the don't believe the hype. The, the Wisconsin's linebackers are actually very good. Wisconsin's Joe Schobert, who plays for the Browns, was a Wisconsin linebacker. He's a pretty good linebacker for for Cleveland. T.J. Watt plays for the for the Steelers. Yeah. he was a Wisconsin guy. Uh, they also had Joe a guy, Thomas. Was well, a Joe Thomas, he was a lineman. Guy. But 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 I'm talking about from the linebacker point of view. They have a bunch of other a guy named Vince Beagle played for the Pack for a while. They Who always did Clowney these, play for. Clowney played for South Carolina. Now he plays for Seattle. But he was like the fir- or second player taken or first player taken in the draft five. Six I think years he just ago. got hurt too much. In, yeah, because he is because he's a good co- he's a good player. He's he a great is player. a phenomenal athlete. And this guy Chase Young is like, I mean, it, he's um, literally unblockable sometimes. Where you literally can't like. And Wisconsin's got a pretty good line, and he he goes untouched. He went untouched in the game two a uh, month ago. So I, I don't think Wisconsin's got much of a chance. I think Wisconsin will show up, and, and, and they have enough playmakers to maybe make a play or two, but they end up losing the game 42-17. I mean, they're going to get handled. You know, I mean, they're, they're going to get handled, you know, so which is a shame. But, but whatever, it's, you're playing an NFL team. This is what happens. That would still be great you know? if they win, though. Oh, it would be amazing if Crocious, they won. I'm t- if Wisconsin wins and Trubisky ends up being an all-pro quarterback, <laughs> we'll be two happy boys. And with that, I think we should call it a wrap. <laughs> there we go. It's a wrap now. How much? How, how much time? Hour thirty-one. Look at that, man. Yeah. All right. See you guys.